heard about the Battle of the Bands. There's a glowing sigil right up in your stage. You need to get off. The machine cracks and whirs, and the stage just collapses underneath it, and the whole thing falls. I immediately look around for a man in yellow. Because you just go headfirst, wings in, and catapult through this window. And I suspect we might meet again. Although I, I do hope it's because I'm casting Speak with Dead on your corpse. The disguised self she had on melts off. Rough, sunburned, elven face. And you, you. <laughs> you turn around. Lawrence in yellow. Welcome back to Marion D. I'm Bryce the DM. And I'm Preeti the Harpy. And when we left you, you had the unconscious form of Siku basically under control. And Lawrence... The halfling in yellow that you had previously caught up to emerged from the shadows downstairs. Motherfucker. I look at him and I'm like, so come to come to check on your friend, huh? He approaches slowly, kind of arms in the air, like, well, no, that's not Tyler True. I'm happy you caught him. To be fair, I was trying to... Well, this might not exonerate me any, so I don't want to say too much. Well, just trust me when I say I was trying to throw the halflings off. And why were you doing that? Well, I don't really care for the Ambassador Mort to know that this place can't handle itself. Who are you? The name's Lawrence Early. It's a pleasure to meet you. And if you'll excuse me, we're gonna we might have to pick this up in a moment. Give me perception. Seventeen plus nine, that's a twenty-six. He seems to be looking past you, you know, behind you, so you whirl around and you see a second elf approaching quickly. Why don't we get into initiative? Nice. How are we? Seven. Okay. Then this guy is already coming storming down, and as he approaches, casts a big heal spell on Siku. I tied him up. You did, yeah. And I took all of his components out of him, except for the... Uh, and they, this person casts a major heal on him, and gets him basically up. And Siku is still prone uh, and restrained, but he's up. In which case, Lawrence is going to... He's going to hold an action. He gestures to you. Prone as in I have advantage prone. Yeah. <laughs> not enough 20, but uh, 19? That'll hit. Ooh, um, 25 damage. That hurts. He's still up? For the moment. Well, uh, another advantage then. I'm just going to stab him with my dagger. Okay. Don't forget that 20. Nope. 18, though. That will hit. Two more damage. Not quite finishing him off. Shit, I could have disengaged or something with my bonus. But it's okay, fine. Let's go. Siku is going to... He's tied up. Yes. 
he gets up, kind of standing, fireball the ground, and hope that that burns off his thing. So give me a deck saving throw. Um, just give me one second when your attacker that you can see hits you with an attack. Can I still have that? Doesn't sound like it, no. Dogs. That is a 11 plus 7 for an 18. You pass, you only take 14 fire damage. And he seems a touch freer than freer of his bonds than he once was. Lawrence comes in uh, and is going to be like, "What do you like me?" And he'll kind of punch a few times at this person. That would be great. <laughs> Those are some hits, man. Seventeen more damage, and he takes Siku down again. All right. Then we're back at the top with this mystery assailant. The friend is going to heal at a lesser slot and pick this guy back up. Uh, and he's standing again. Whack-a-mole time. Yeah. And then he will bonus action make a weapon attack on you as he charges in. That is a 17. Uh, is it my turn before Sikus? Yes. I dodge. Okay. Then you will only take part of this for nine, down to four. Okay. I have allies next to me, so... Yeah. Do I, ha- I don't have advantage, but I get sneak. Yes, Lawrence is there. If you consider him an ally, but he seems to be helping. Yeah, so that was 19 on the dice. That'll do it. He tries to get, like, a shield up, but fails. 15. Not too great. Not like last time. On the cast up. Okay. And as a bonus... Well, they both seem to be casters. Yeah, and as a bonus action, I'm going to disengage. Disengage, and so that gives me no opportunity attacks as I run away, right? Right. I'm going to hightail it and uh, go into a corner and hide. (laughs) And he kind of looks towards you like, I thought we were... That's all right. Siku is up, who is going to... Actually, he's going to go invisible. And Lawrence has only the other guy to be attacking. There's the lower rolls. He only gets one hit on him this time for eight damage. Uh, And he's looking a little rough. Uh, Which brings us to the sort of cleric one who is going to cast a thing on Lawrence. Lawrence makes a wisdom saving throw. And fails. Fuck. And he looks paralyzed. I'm going to attack the Costa. Lawrence is technically up next. Rolls the same number. So, so wait, you're... I don't have... If he's paralyzed, I don't get... You can attempt... There, It's a pretty dark stage back here. There's a bunch of curtains. You could try and lose yourself in them briefly. Yeah, I'm going to try that. All right, give me a stealth. The 23. Use... Lose track, they're a little distracted, you lose yourself in the curtain, and you can sneak attack somebody. The cost out because I've lost sight of. So 17 on the dice for 10, 16 plus 4, 20. 17 is just gonna hit. 17 on the dice plus. Oh, okay. And he needs to roll to be keep of Take content. the cleric one out. Alright, and, and then- that undoes Lawrence's paralyze. Um, I'm going to use the rest of my movement to go stand in the doorway so Siku doesn't get out. Sure. 
he is going to attempt to throw a shatter on you. Uh, so give me a constitution saving throw. Drunk shit. Fail. Then you are going to take, and he casts it up a level 48. Low numbers, low numbers, low numbers. Oh, There's Jesus. There's a mix. Uh, 16, 17, 23. Go down. Lawrence, who is now just up, runs over and puts a potion in you. You're quickly back up. Right. Um, and he seems to be getting another one of these things ready. Whose turn is it? <laughs> Yours. And I have Lawrence beside me, so I get sneak. Uh, no, you're both kind of at the doorway, and this guy's casting from a bit of a distance. Can I? And there's no space to hide, I guess, here. I'll give it to you with disadvantage, because he's watching you. So you're going to have to have some sort of, like, dipsy-doodle trick. You know, the lower one is 11 for 21. Yeah, you jump into the curtains again, and you kind of... So you, you basically faked him out with noise. Yes. You ran behind a curtain, you made noise as if you are going one direction, and you faked him out. Okay, yeah, makes sense. Not 20! Finally! Uh, so that's a 13. That's he was sitting on like 18 HP from his last heal, so he goes down, and you're out of combat. Loris, <gasps> uh, like that was a little uh, tougher than I would have hoped. I didn't think there'd be two of them, too many traps for just one. Especially with the sigil and the everything else. How? Maybe hold that thought for another, and he kind of like finds a clock nearby says another half hour or so uh you notice it's like 9 30 the uh band you can already st- start to hear crowds coming in upstairs and the bands are like tuning up and they're things like why don't we uh check these stages look around as best we can in the in the time we've got and make sure they aren't leaving us any surprises all right sounds good i will investigate and you shall. i've got these two yeah Okay, the city watch is hopefully coming soon. I'll make sure they do. Uh, so he watches these two and pulls them into a spare room uh, and brings out a broom and tries to dust up some of the fireball residue. And shatter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you have been delegated to deal with this. 21 on investigate. Uh, sorry, I lied. 20 on investigate. Okay. We'll keep that role, but it'll kind of like be, uh, you're looking around a number of places. So where do you want to start? So there's the two stages that, like, nothing's really set up yet, but they're kind of designated to be set up for the harpies and the halflings. There's obviously, like, the stages are all down, so you could check around the upstairs, see if there's anything I know, around there. I know when we, I walked in, Siku, just as a redhead, was fiddling around the instruments. Yeah. So I want to see if he'd got something off. The instruments are in okay shape, like all the explosions and stuff were happening elsewhere. So that is okay, but you can check around the area, see what yeah. you can find. And on the 20, you do find a couple of traps built into... who pl- I think... who plays the loot? I think Bab plays the loot. Uh, so you find uh, some traps built into that so that the thing would probably explode into her face and actually probably be pretty deadly. Uh, so you disarm the, you know, tear the thing apart trap in there. 
Uh, you check some of the others, and they seem okay? Um, I check, like, you know, the mechanisms to go up. I check underneath, because that's where the gnome trap was. The shatter for, like, you know, right under the stairs to destroy the stage. Sure. Give me a acrobatics to wiggle underneath this to a point where you can really see. <sighs> You're too bad for you. That's a 19 plus 7 for 26. <laughs> uh, then take an advantage on the next uh, investigate. 20, not net. It's dark at first, uh, but Lawrence passes a, a small drift globe so you can light underneath. You don't think that there's any more magical traps underneath this? Um, and I guess, so... And I go, I go check on top, because you mentioned something about checking on top. Okay, uh, that will be a perception as you look around, see what you can see that might be rigged up there. Eleven. Okay, nothing immediate. Alright, and now I want to go check the halfling stage. Yeah, give me the same roll, acrobatics, squeeze under... Uh, we'll assume you can pass that. You've already done that, so just give me another investigation. <laughs> that, I keep rolling the 17, I swear. It's for <laughs> 20. Not that. Dirty 20. There actually is a second glyph under here. It looks markedly similar. You're not, you don't really have Arcana to know for sure, but it looks pretty similar. Lawrence, there's another glyph here! Alright, well... Fortunately, I already called in a few reinforcements, if you don't mind, and hopefully one of them will be able to take care of that. Alright, when are your reinforcements coming, cuz? And he checks the clock again, like, I suspect about 10-15 seconds, they're very fast, and he kind of looks to the door. And sure enough, a older woman comes in, and... Very sneakily, she almost comes in silently. You're, ah, give me an insight. 18 plus uh, 9, 27. You suspect that you see her because she now wants to be seen. You don't think that any of the uh, Neloses, especially Lewis, probably saw this person coming in. And she undoes her hood to kind of reveal a graying brunette bun of hair and says, all right, you found them? And then what do we need to do? Uh, to Lawrence as they get to talking. It's like, well, he points over at you. Says, this one over here seems to have found a problem. She comes over and like with very stern gray eyes just looks you up and down very carefully. And it happens like instantly. You can tell that like a lot of processing happened fast. Show me. I point at the glyph. She goes underneath this thing. You hear some magic being dealt with. There's a flash of light from underneath, and she comes back out. I suppose I could roll for her. There's a, a thunderclap, uh, a swear. Um, the stage on top is kind of like buckles and bends slightly, but she, it looks like she defused it early, and she crawls out a little worse for the wear. That was a bad one. Should have brought something stronger. That's all right. She kind of like looks at the torn apart stage, which didn't have any halfling instruments on it, fortunately for them. Says like, Lawrence will tell you where to meet me earlier. And he, she looks to Lawrence and nods, says, make sure she sees me later. He, he looks actually uh, surprised for one of the first times. And she... 
What's your passive perception? 19. You, like, just kind of glance at him as he looks surprised, and when you look back, she's just gone already. That usually doesn't happen to me. She's one of my superiors. This was a uh, human woman. Okay. There's, uh, I suppose there's some stories to tell. But for the moment, I think you've got some friends to enjoy this with. Yeah, I say, yep, I'll go tell them that the coast is clear. Uh, what are you going to, do you need help with the elves? I think we got it under control. You just enjoy. I'll be very quiet and careful about this. You can go back to the Harpies if you want, or you can stay and watch the show. I'm saying that, like, and I'll um, go to the Harpy room and I'm like, <gasps> the coast is you clear. You look pretty... Fireball shattered. <laughs> and I'm just like, coast clear, guys. Where do you want to be for this? Um, I had, I should technically have a space right up in front, as if I was. You still do, yeah. Yeah, so That's... I'll go there and I'll have great seats and I'll be like, whoa! Go, Spot Girls! Screw you, halflings! And I'm like trying to get a chant going. I'm going to roll for charisma to get a chant going to say screw you, halflings. Okay. The harpies are up first. They they put on a, a good show. You know, all four or five of them are singing and dancing, even kind of between instruments. Nice. Yeah. I, I want to get a chant going, like if I can, before the halflings come out. Sure. You wait for the harpies to be finished? Yeah. The Espache girls to be finished? And I'm like, yeah, woo! And right. I'm like, scream, They They kind of are trailing off on their song. They're just sort of on that repeat towards the end as it fades out as they're brought back down. The music eventually stops. You hear the whirring, and you can hear the halfling start to come up. Give me a, uh, give me your charisma. So. That's not too bad. 16 minus 115. <laughs> Out of 15, you get some people going, but... I mean, if it's a perform, it's an 18. Sure, we'll call it perform. <laughs> Do you get a bit of a chant going? Give me an insight. Uh, 16. No, 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 uh, 15. You can tell the, the crowd's a little bit ready to, to boo them. You don't really get all of them, because they've actually got a bit of a following. And as they get to playing, you can... You can tell why. It's bizarre. It's like nothing that you would sing or play or that your mom did, but it's different kind of groundbreaking and screeching in the right ways. Uh, You can give me an int and uh, perform. Fifteen. Yeah, you you have an appreciation of the innovations that they've had to do to get here, even if it's not your thing. So, if you had to compare it to something in real life, what would it do? Would it be like? Yeah, I'm imagining kind of like steel guitars and like slot or steel slide guitars, but sort of to a surf metal, somewhere somewhere around uh, Meshuggah Beach Party, except heavier <laughs> and this nice. touch more like bizarre. Nice. Because everybody that will ever listen to this surely knows Meshuggah Beach Party. That's a reference that applies to everybody. If you don't, you should give them a try. <laughs> Why don't you roll me? We'll see who uh, we'll see who the voting favors. Since you got a bit of a chant going, you've got the crowd a little bit more behind the harpies. You can roll me a d8 for votes for the uh, halflings and a d12 for votes for the harpies. 
I have a 2 on the d8 and a 3 on the d12. <laughs> <laughs> then, after some it's deliberation, close, it's, it's a close one. Esmeralda Nilos comes out. Both the bands are there on the stage, flanking her as she comes through the crowd and up the stairs to these things and kind of and stands between them with a uh, envelope in her hands. Thank you all, everybody, for coming. Thank you to everybody in the Battle of Bands. This has been a unique and challenging year, but the best of the best have clearly made it to the finals. <laughs> I think you just want to get this over with. I know I want this Battle of Bands behind me. So let us congratulate our champions for this year's Battle of Bands. She throws open the envelope. The Espache Girls! <laughs> Every The crowd goes wild! I assume you go drinking? Yes. You go drinking? You go drinking and partying with the Espache Girls? How's Pavel? Can I get him a drink? You can, yeah. And as you're looking for Pavel, you run into uh, the halflings, who seem to be in reasonably good spirit anyway. Yeah. And Mike Hate just kind of looks at you, he kind of nods to the still broken and bowed stage that, you know, they just kind of tried to ignore. It kind of gives you an eyebrow up quizzically. You have insight as proficiency, yeah? You don't have to, that's a, like, is that a, that's it, was that you sort of thing? <laughs> I, I, I brush him off because he brushed me off before and I don't play nice with halflings because his ambassador is a dick. <laughs> and so I'm profiling him and like and I'm just like whatever you told you told me to buzz off you buzz off this time and I wave him off and then go party with my girls you brush him off and run into Pavel who is how's he doing oh, he's Pavel. got a um yeah he's in sort of like a boot you know it's not quite a full cast but they've put some uh, braces on one of his feet to kind of hold some things straight and he's you know, you see him shaking hands and spanking butts with all the harpies he nicely asks uh, <laughs> he he goes he's he kind of comes up instead of like high fives you know you wait for a high five he goes in like spankies and they're like they're the capable people like fine he's like yes he, he goes in for I, before he gives me like uh, before he even offers his pants, <laughs> I give him a beer and I'm like, "How you doing, Pavel?" <laughs> he takes the beer and just like it's gone. He just skulls that thing in like no time flat. Now that's uh, a group of and waits around for you know the next one. The beers are kind of being passed around by everybody at this point. It says, "Such good show, very good." It's good. You know the best news. And he gestures to, like, the broken scrap of the machine that has been kind of pushed off to the corners. Like, I don't have to load it back into a ship! <laughs> well, that's a very glass-half-full way of looking at things, Pavel. Let us drink. I think I owe you a drink. He snags a random person who's, like, it wasn't even a server. It's just somebody had, like, two that they were, one for themselves and one for somebody else they were bringing. And he just grabs them from them. Like, hey. And he just <laughs> gives it to you. Contract fulfilled. Contract fulfilled? What kind of contract? I say I owe you a drink sometime. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry I couldn't be more articulate while the machine was going and get you guys off the stage sooner. He, he laughs and brushes off like, Trust me, 
If I could hear better, then perhaps I would not have so many (laughs) ex-wives. So you go, you're invited to the after parties, you know, like, there's groups from just about everywhere. Everybody's enjoying it. They head off to um, the the famous hippopotamus, which is the... It's, like, halfway across town. It's actually almost all the way across town. It's way out on, like, the mainland, off this island, through Six Bridge and all this mess. So the, the party... Fly. Would you fly or would you kind of stick with this long procession? Because it's just sort of like a party down the streets, uh, winding its way through the entirety of Lua. I have a question that's sure. a little bit off what we're doing right now, but is mainly harpies have been living here for a while now since we last left off, and we yeah. have hand pulled tuk tuks here. Yes. Harpy pulled flying tuk tuks? I don't think tuk tuks are. Harpies are pretty small. It would probably take like eight of them are to. Are a pulled tuk tuks? <laughs> it, would, it would take too many people to. Mm. Like. It's you can't really. You might be able to carry Pavel as long as he wasn't in heavy armor or medium armor, but a medium creature is just you're not going to fly carrying people. Mm-hmm. Plus a tuk tuk, you imagine it would probably take four strong harpies. Oh, that's true. All right. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, no tuk, no flying tuk tuks. It's the future, man. <laughs> it is the future. <laughs> so you head off. It is tradition to you have to pass by the Faded Fig, which is one of the largest inns in town in Sixbridge, and it has the notoriety of being Lua's most boring bar. Like, this is where people who actually want a quiet room (laughs) come to sleep and stay the night. And it's tradition for anybody coming from Nilo's headed out this way. Like, you can tell that, yeah, you remember this from childhood, that after big events like that, if you happen to pass by, all the performers just, like, yell at the top of their lungs. It's just incoherent yelling at this, you know, faded fig. <laughs> just to bother them. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and the procession goes past through the rest of town and to the famous hippopotamus, which is barely big enough for all of you, but fortunately they've got a big beer garden and there's lots of hanging out. Which brings me to the other point. I have a carousing table. I want you to roll on the carousing table. Right. What is uh, it? A D what? D20 and a D12. 16 on the 20 and a 3 on the 12. So that is a 19, yeah? Mm-hmm. You wake up the next morning slightly hungover, a little worse for the wear, but actually probably better because you're slightly healthier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hungover, but you're... You're feeling less of the effects of a thunderclap and a fireball on you. You try... Give me just an int saving throw. Wow, 15? No, wait, I have int saving throws. 18. You vaguely remember that you had promised some sort of help to one of the other gnomes. The, uh, the gal in the group, Yekaterina. You recall that you you are having a deep conversation with her. You forget the specifics, but you promise some sort of important help. Mm. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, all right, all right. Let me just, let me just. Oh, damn, what a time to not be dating a healer. <laughs> like, you know, she's like debating whether to go to her ex boyfriend who have who can cast 
lesser restoration. <laughs> Maybe like so. Um, does she know where the gnomes are staying? Yeah, you try and remember where they're at, and you do recall they had mentioned uh, an inn somewhere, somewhere near Nilos. Yep, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just. And then she gets up and she's creaky and cranky, you know. I'm like, at least you woke up in your own bed. Yeah. Um, and uh, she makes her way out. She catch. She catches the tuk-tuk. She's like, I can't. I'm not waking up. I'm awake enough for this. So she hails down the tuk-tuk and she's like, Yeah, Nilos. Some in next to Nilos. Just go. Okay. You wander around. You may. You eventually find them, and you. Yeah, you run into one of the gnomes. We'll say it's a, it's a different one, Vladimir, who you... Like, the name comes back to you, kind of floating through the murk. He's the only one up having breakfast. I'm like, hey, Vlad. How's it going? Hello! He nods. He gives you a thumbs up. He, his common is poor, you uh-huh. recall. And I'm like, Katerina? Uh, sleeping. What? One moment. And he goes upstairs, and you hear kind of like the crashing of a few like instruments, and then they just gong, some swearing in Yekaterina's voice, <laughs> and then some presumably swearing in Yekaterina's voice as they yell. And eventually, she comes down and kind of in a terry cloth robe. <laughs> Enrica, it is very good to see you. So early, as she stares daggers at Vlad, <laughs> who's kind of smiles and gives a thumbs up again. I thumbs up to Vlad, and I'm like, sorry to wake you up. I didn't get to look at my clock. I just remembered we were talking about something, and and I needed to see you. That's, that's all I remembered, and so I made my way here in the morning. She nods. Yes, it's, it is a bit important. Perhaps. Uh, you are... They say you, you work for a city. Yeah, city watch. I help you keep people safe. Do you think maybe you can help find the apartment? Yeah, I can definitely do that. Are you thinking of staying here? Give me another inch save. 17 plus 3. 20, not that. The memories of the night kind of come back as, you know, seeing her and talking to her bring them back to mind. She's from near Katha, so a lot of the Gnomish Islands are in that area-ish. And she just has been mentioning that doesn't want to be out there anymore. The the DMNK is expanding. Uh, She'd been complaining about it quite a bit. Respects their music, hates their empire. And as much as you know, she you know wants to do something. She just wants to stay here. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I can definitely find you a pretty nice place to stay in. What, or did you want to be near the Bob's College? I do not know what future holds for me. This city is different, mm. but I think I will find a niche. Do you want it to be musical or art-related, or? I think I must take time. While I am brilliant engineer, it is not necessarily very musical, mostly. Mm. And she gestures to Vlad, and, like, this idiot is the one who makes the music. 
<laughs> and then I just yeah, me he and gives, Vlad go the like, he, he thumbs, gives up. thumbs up. He doesn't understand what's going on. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I um, I know a couple of places. I think that'll fit your budget. And when do you want? Do you want to go with me, or do you want me to set things up, and you can just go move in? Unfamiliar with these places, so why don't you help? Yeah, whenever you're ready. Um, I could just get breakfast with Vlad here if you want to just go get ready or something. And... She looks down like, yes, I suppose so. You people here are funny about clothes. Well, we don't have to be. Okay, I'm ready now then. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Yeah, so I hopefully find my tuk-tuk guy. So, we don't want the arena because that was weird lands. We don't want anything near Cephalorian Castle, as far as I remember. Yeah. We don't want the guts. Well, how is the Ganache Castle? It's nice enough. It's a good area. It's a little highbrow for for your budget, which means it's probably worse for hers. What about Gonaby? Um, it's near the Admiralty, which could always use engineers. Yeah, that would be reasonable. It's a newish area, so you could probably find some stuff out there. Is it safe? Yeah. Yeah, so my priority is safety, but with, you know, little cafes and like, you know, she's like, no, I just said, let's go, there's other towers here. But yeah, it's, it's next to the Bard's College. It's, what is this? Goldhawk. What's Goldhawk like? Yeah, that, that whole area out there is pretty okay-ish. It'll be cheap enough. Goldhawk especially is cheaper since it's a little further from the Admiralty and it doesn't have as much coastal. So that's a good, uh, cheapish area. See? Yeah, reasonably so. Mm -hmm. So we'll go to Goldhawk. Uh, so why don't you just give me a, uh, what's a shopping roll? Give me a shopping roll. What are you rolling for shopping? Call of Cthulhu has it as charisma. <laughs> okay. Perform? I don't care, sure. Nine, uh, okay. Let's just not take it as perform. That's a nine. Okay. You don't want to grant yourself shopping proficiency? <laughs> um, I think I should. I think I would be insight. I would have an insight on whether this is good or not. That sounds reasonable. I'll let, you can take that with insight instead. That probably makes more sense than charisma. So what is it with insight? Plus nine, so 18. Okay. Yeah, you spend some of the time, some of the day, you look through a handful. She eventually finds one that... Just like, this one speaks to me. That's this is a good spot. Um, what kind of place did she choose? Studio apartment. It overlooks the reserve. So the lake down there, the reservoir. Mm -hmm. It overlooks that. It's second level. It seems well suited to shorter folks. For whatever, like you kind of, it's not like it's a tiny room. It's not built for them. But like, this, for whatever reason, the steps going up are like kind of tiny. So, it works for mm, That's good. Oh, yay! Speaking of Call of Cthulhu, roll me a credit. Fifteen? <laughs> yeah, that's fair for a good luck roll. You give her a recommendation as a, as a member of the guard. Might even help out with the first bit of rent or something. And everything will get settled. You should. The landlord tells us she can move in soon. Nice. And she kind of shakes your hand as uh, like i'll go find some things thank you very much for all of your help uh no maybe i can count on you to show me around someday yeah 
there's a lot of guys that I know who work in the docks who like you know can um, maybe if you're interested in build like you know boat engineering or something like that that's something pretty big that we're into oh okay you lead with men on the docks and I think you were talking about something else <laughs> oh sorry yeah well, Both are an interesting idea. I might take you up on that. Yeah, we can definitely go. Um, if you want to do other things with guys from the docks, <laughs> we can look into that too. She laughs like, someday. <laughs> Is Vlad going to stay? I talk with them. We are not all from the same place. We will see. Mm. You will see. But I think there will be no more machine like our machine. Yeah. That is for certain. It was a good machine. It was it sounded amazing for the ten seconds I heard it. Yeah, it was okay. That seems to be the response. Like, all <laughs> of them have said that. Sure. I and think they're like on, on a non insight like on an insight, I feel like they didn't like it at all. <laughs> they're just like, Yeah, but I'm I'm really glad that it's broken so that I can go on with the rest of my life. You can give me an insight, sure. Seventeen plus nine. Yeah, potentially. Oh my god, this... I'm not yeah, touching it. You can just see the 17. Come here and see it. Yeah, you can assume there might be some relief to it, because it did look like a heck of a thing to have to cart across the world. But you also suspect that they really appreciate the praise. There's Maybe it's a gnomish thing to just, like, yeah, you know, brush mm. it off. Sounds good. Uh, roll me perception. Ten. I have a plus nine. Ah, uh, it's a failure, huh? So... You've, you're happy with yourself, you've done a good deed, you know that there's a, uh, this isn't your marketplace that you favor, but there's a pretty nice market out in front of the famous Hippopotamus, which is very quiet up until about dark, mm. and then it gets really hopping. So you head out there, there's, you can usually find some decent stall food, and as you're waiting in line to, what are you, what are you looking for, what are you getting today? I think this close to the reservoir... Where am I usually? Where's my ha uh, like? You know, where where do I live? Where's the curry pie place? Maybe an old Hosa or Slounders. Yeah, that's There's what that I'm thinking. There's that market kind of right yeah. where the three districts meet on the edge of the peninsula. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say that that's your usual area. You probably don't live too far away from that. Yeah. So I guess because this is closer to the reservoir, does the reservoir have fish? A few, yeah. If you want to splurge a little bit. Yeah, maybe she's like, I don't come here often. Plus, I did a really good thing, and I got her apartment. I literally paid her, gave her like thirteen gold to, as a bond, paid to pay, put down bond on the apartment. I, I can spend this three other three four gold on this fish. On a fancy one, yeah. Yeah. So she, yeah, I get like, fish stuff. Fish and chips or something fancy. Fancy grilled fish with lemon. And you go sit down by one of the fountains and kind of nom at this when you notice that the person sitting next to you is, you know, as they're munching on some sort of like sandwich. So that was pretty all right. It was Lawrence early again. As she, uh, like, you know, um, Rika jumps and says, Oh, jeez, Lawrence. Busy morning? Uh, just hanging about with friends. Uh... May, like last night was nice, or yesterday, yeah, made a made a couple of nice friends. So pretty excited about that. Well, I have an offer for you. Uh, you met my superior, said I should bring him around. I'd like to offer it to you. I don't want to force it on you, but I checked in on you. 
You've got a good record in the guard. People like you there. You've got an interesting skill set. And you're clearly on top of things around here. You figured out some things that we've been looking for those two for a while. And this isn't a guard issue. So I'd like to tell you that the people who are above the guards are interested in you. The army? I didn't think we had much of an army presence here anymore. No. No, not the army. Who do you work for, Lawrence? He sits back and kind of crumples up the paper that he was with. There's a... Not quite a police force. Not quite an army. Not quite... Well, I suppose I can just use the damn word. There's a spy group we work for as part of the Empire of Lua. I, as he gestures to himself, like, I work for them. They don't always think so. I also seem to work for, as you noticed, the dual monarchies. Although they don't always think so either. And he kind of smiles to himself and pulls an apple out of his pocket starts eating at that. The long and the short of it is the they're interested in you. Now this is something, that's as far as I can get without you being willing to commit. Now I'll tell you a few of the other sorts of costs of this. You're not going to be able to maintain this life. Your, your friends out here, we know you don't got no family. That's a thing we try and check into. So that'll be a little easier for you, but you're not going to have this life no more. This is a life that will take you around the world. It's going to craft secret identities. It's going to mean you, even when you meet some of these same people, you're not supposed to know them, and they won't know you. I'm not saying you won't have friends and bonds, but you're as likely to have to end up killing them as you are knowing them for a long time. You don't make it sound very glamorous, do you? He laughs like, no, I suppose I don't. Sometimes I think I'd rather would have stayed out of it. But at the same side, how many other ti- how many times in the watch can you say that you stopped a threat on the Empress's life? How many times can you say that I saved the world from an international incident of unknown proportions before it ever got off? How many times can you say that you dug down into the depths of humanity and into the dungeons of the bones of the world to undo a spell being cast by powerful creatures? It's not a it's not an opportunity to come up too often. And if you're anything like me and I I like living on the edge. Even among some of these other fellas of mine, I like living more on the edge. That's a thing that appeals to you like I think it might. I don't know how you turn it down. Well, um, but what about Katerina? I think she'll be fine. And you might come out and say hello occasionally. I'm not saying you'll fade out of this life immediately. We'll have you in Blue for the first little while as we train you. Because you got a lot to learn. You're good. You got a lot to learn. So yeah, that'll let me wrap some loose ends up. Are you interested? I just have a question, um, I guess. What's retirement look for you? Whew. I don't expect to make it there. I don't know who's gonna kill me or why. I don't suspect I'll make it there. And that's kind of the joy of it sometimes. But you met, uh, Dahlia? 
I think she's closing in on it. She has her pick. She's got any number of identities she can fall back into and retire as. She's nobility, then. She I, I... could be. Huh. That does sound fun, huh? Okay. Yeah, I'll bite. I'll... I'm not saying I'm sold on the idea, but I'm curious. Is that good enough now? That's good enough for me. But I'm not totally in charge. <laughs> um, and he kind of, like, walks you down the ways. He kind of makes idle chatter through the crowds. Do you, you have thieves can, yeah? Yeah. There's a lot of, like, minor hidden meanings to what he's saying. So he's kind of telling you a little bit about... Yeah, so some of this conversation's going on in sort of coded language as you're going through the town. As soon as it gets a little quieter, he takes you down an alleyway, he speaks a little bit more openly. And he takes you to a, a small market. They're selling watermelons, cantaloupes, other, like, other fruits of that sort of melony nature. Where? Somewhere in uh, Imperial, not too far from the Admiralty. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, you've just kind of found yourself over there Mm -hmm. talking you've gotten gross and he nods at the shopkeeper human woman who nods back at him he goes into the back room and just kind of like pops a bookcase open and there's a tunnel leading down Hmm. please yeah so she she takes a deep breath for a second looks back outside and then goes downstairs you head in it's a bit of a long downward walk and just lightly lit by a few of these magical lights like the one he rolled to but they're kind of in uh, sconces on the walls there's a lot of space between so it gets a bit dim but as you get towards the end you can see it start to open up and there's a lot of life and you start to hear activity down there so is this entirely under the market it's a big space you can roll me an investigate. Fifteen. There's not much from market out here. It's no, but like, I mean, as we go down the stairs, this is entirely the market was on top, which we walked around. Oh, you've definitely this has been kind of a straight run, so you've been going down and underneath for a while okay. now. Your best guess probably puts you somewhere underneath the actual Admiralty building, as you thought. Like, we're uh, not quite part of the Admiralty. We're also not quite not part of the Admiralty. Who like, runs this? Is the like you, you say it's a spy agency? Like, are we in service of the Queen? Does she know about us or about you? She's aware. Yes, you could say like the rest of the Admiralty, we are in direct service to the Empress. Hmm. He brings you down. There's it's not like it's not crowded down here. But there's spacious, there's a few offices and things around. There's not really so much of a reception, because people are just doing their own things. There's a big open space out in the corner, looks with like weapons and things out that area. There's a door that kind of, you peek into it, and it's just like archives of some sort. You just get one glance, it just looks almost endless on back in there. It's like, yeah, let, me, let me introduce you to a few of my favorite people around here. These will be your uh, your co-workers. So again, I'm Lawrence Early. Uh, we've met. Is that uh, your real I'm name, I'm my first Lawrence? favorite. <laughs> is Lawrence your real name, or is it one of your identities? Here we like to use our our truest identities. 
I'm not saying that's who I was born as, but that's the one I am here. Although, if you really have to know, my technical identity here is Hawksholm. Do you have alchemy or arcana? That's the word I'm looking for, arcana. No. What's the roll look like anyway? 16. Without proficiency, it sounds nature? arcanic to you. Do you have nature? Okay, what's, have, what's uh, that with nature then? 22. Because I'm a scout, remember? Nature survival. On a 22, it's an uncommon name for like the horns of a deer. Like specifically certain sorts of male deer. You think you've heard of people distilling or using them to produce some sort of substance. You're a little unsure, but it, it rings some sort of bell. It's definitely nature or sort of like alchemically related. Okay. He takes you through where you see that the first woman you run into is working there at a desk filing some reports. And Lawrence like, Beliza? This is Enrica, Enrica Beliza? One of our, well, until you came on, she was our newest recruit. Nice to meet you, Beliza. She's like, good to meet you. Uh, human? Yeah, human. Like, don't let that fool you too much. I've been here for like five years. And they've brought in a few people. But I'm technically the newest because they... Keep dying? Welcome. <laughs> Takes you through into the... Is Beliza an, an alchemical name? Right. Well, I should probably introduce by call signs. This is Borilla. He takes you a little bit further in to the sort of like a, actually a doored office of some sort. And he knocks at it and you hear what sounds like Dahlia, the, who he introduces the older woman that helped dispel the magic. And you hear her voice say, come in. Uh, he opens the door like, uh, Dahlia? She gets up and comes and shakes your hand again. Oh, it's so very good to meet you. I'm glad to have you on board. I've been looking over your files for a while now. He had the insight. Lawrence did. But in the end, it was my decision to bring you on. And I hope you don't let me down. I didn't... I wasn't aware that I had a file. We can amass them very quickly here. Okay. Not everybody who works here is some international super spy. We have some very studious and bookwormish sort of people who work the archives. I've got people... You'll learn, but I've got people all over town. All right. Is she? If I look onto the table, does it? Is it a copy of my file? Give me perception. Sure. Fourteen. Yeah, you take a quick glimpse, but she kind of takes you out of the room and talks to you out in the hallway. But on your quick glimpse, you catch your name and a few things. You thought you saw your uh, commanding officers, sort of like some notes from him in the guard, anyway. So you thought you saw some of your commanding officer's notes. So, I'll get back to you. You just try and learn as much as you can from him. Let him show you around. Let him show you the ropes. And I'll catch back up with you in a moment. A few days, possibly. Okay. Oh, shit. Is there, um... I really want to see that file. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it says. Uh, But you're take whisked away by Lawrence, who takes you towards the weapony area and there's it almost looks like a shop front as like it's a like quarter wall 
so it almost like forms a counter and behind it there's all sorts of junk uh lots of you know plain weapons standard assortment of things explorers packs ropes all these things and a bunch of things you don't quite recognize vials of stuff and lawrence seems to like pass by it but this uh little fella is like hey hey over here come on introduce me come on come on now he's like lawrence larry larry come on introduce he's like it's lawrence by the way uh, and he takes you over enrica this is patrice he's like oh don't be so formal and he kind of jumps over the counter so he's sitting on it he's kind of a short guy pretty sure he's human he looks like he could be a very tall halfling or a very short adult human but you're pretty sure human like he doesn't got all the hair here and there so that's kind of the giveaway and he says call signs orpiment full name is patrice lafleur but you can call me chick beat it's because i'm so tiny like a chick beat and i'm great with the chicks he goes to like shake your hand <laughs> uh- Great name, I really liked it. He's like, and Lawrence is already trying to like take you away. It's like, no, no, no. like, look, he gestures like, I'm kind of the shopkeeper around here. Like, everything you need, I kind of keep track of it. You need something, I assign it to you. You need something that you don't want them knowing, I, yeah, I'll probably give it to you anyway. You need something a little illegal, I could probably get that for you. <laughs> Do you need you need a cover store? I, I, I help build a lot of the aliases. You need a husband? You need a wife? You need several? I can get them for you. No, I actually know the Nilos family quite well, so I should be sorted on husbands and wives. Thanks, I, I'll, I look forward to having, getting to know you better, Pete. Chick Pete. <laughs> it's like, see, she gets it. She gets it. Florence kind of pries you away, like, he is right. Patrice does handle a lot of the, uh, a lot of the items, a lot of the procurements. He's handy around here. He does his job well enough. And he takes you further back into the sort of weapons section. You've got this big open area, and there's one of these glow bulbs with a red that's like kind of glowing, a pulsing red. Um, and he like pauses and waits. There's an explosion in the background. You're not quite sure from where. It's like further away around a corner. And then the light turns blue, and he's like, "Okay, come on." Um, yeah, I, is that? Weapons testing or just some mages going down on each other? Yeah, this is weapons testing and development. Mm-hmm. We, uh, there's already a section, he kind of points above, up in the Admiralty for some of that, but they aren't so great at developing the, uh, they're great at making explosions, but they tend to want to fit them into things that fit into cannons, and we kind of like them hidden about our person. You know how it goes. Yeah, Actually, you don't, I'll teach you. <laughs> and he brings you through to a gnome character who's shaved pretty much bald except for like just kind of a big half beard that sticks out weirdly he's kind of shaped it almost into like a cone that comes down and Lawrence's like Enrica this is Yuri Fetisov alias Lithage and Yuri comes over to you and is like hello Good to meet you. Good to meet you. I do weapons development. I give you things. Tell me about yourself. I don't talk much. Okay, I don't have a, uh, I don't have a cool alchemy name yet, but Enrica, my name is Enrica, and I look forward to, be, to working with you soon. 
he kind of like pushes Lawrence away and takes you aside for a moment. It's like, they are not forcing you, no. This is... Yes. Good, good. Me too. They tell me, Yuri, you want to make the best stuff, you have to act as if you are dead. And I tell them, good. I have too many family. There are, I think last count, 40, 50 nieces, nephews. And every day they are coming to me and tell me, Uncle Yuri, why do you forget our birthdays? And it is impossible to know. So they come and tell me, Yuri, you make things for us, but you must disappear. So I say, okay. And I go back to my family. I tell them, I have died. How did that conversation go? They took it well. And then I left and come here. And now I make things for you. Nice. I am good with an arrow. I'm good with a bow. And I'm good with a knife. Anything with a blade on it. Small. Small the better. He kind of like... I think you fit in well here. As you know, only grave is cured for baldness. You will fit. What? Ah, no machine. It's, it's like people are who they are and do not change easy. But it's a good thing. I think you are a person who will fit this life. Okay. Because I think that's who you already are. Well, that's an interesting way of saying it. You should... I am interesting, ma'am. You should teach me more of the gnomish sayings. Yeah, there's a few. <laughs> They're very common. I'm sure you'll recognize the next one. That sounds good. And Lawrence finally takes you away, kind of like tapping on his head like, Sweat, I'm forgetting somebody. Oh, right. Yeah, he takes you through into sort of like the holding areas where you recognize a cup, the elves that you had apprehended yesterday and sort of at a desk in front of these jail cells also filling out some things and or yeah just reading a book actually is another elf who Lawrence cocks up to it's like Blore Blore this is Enrica Enrica Blore uh, I'll leave it to you for a moment I gotta go and he wanders off for a moment it's like actually it's a uh, it's from it's Blore if you don't mind uh, although you can go by uh, Galena if you want to go officially with, you know, the the, uh, the call sign. Valore, nice to meet you. Is it a female elf? It's a fella. Okay. He's usually good about names. Uh, then why... Well, you see, it's it's a bit of an bit of an in joke around here. If you if you, they all kind of tease me about it because they have some. A few of them have had trouble with it in the past and. Uh, I think it's good natured, anyhow. Alright, yeah. Nice to meet you, But I, I, I do appreciate that. <laughs> um, I guess you're in charge of the holding cells? Uh, for the moment, actually. Uh, but we all shift duties here and again. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when people are out on, on missions, I have a few other things. So I go out on mission with myself occasionally. Nice. So I, I've seen Siku on... Uh, the wanted posters, but who's the other elf? Ikiak. Ikiak. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't worry too much about them for the moment. Well, obviously the they're wanted by the city guard. They'll be passed along through the proper authorities at the when the time is appropriate. When you've gotten the information that you need from them. A little bit. 
it's it's a little grotesque at times. I he kind of looks at like, don't worry, they're they're in a silence in there. It's it's quite alright. Alright, no, no, Costas completely get that. Wish we'd had access to that in the guard the guard towers. You'll find that we have access to quite a few things around here that you don't quite get at the city guard, uh, but mm, of course all the all the wondrous creations that uh, you or you is going to make you. Yeah, yeah, interesting. It's a team effort around here. I'm beginning to sort of get get that. It's like there will be a lot of moments where it's very lonely. There will be a lot of moments where you're out there and you think you're the only one in the world that you can really trust, and you are correct. But you don't go out there without everybody here pitching in. And that, it helps me get through some of those times. Good to know. Uh, Lawrence comes back like, Sure you're talking our ear off, Blower, let's go. I got one last person to introduce you to. Bye, Blory. Waves. Just the one last one. Uh, there's a few other faces you'll meet here and there. The, the bookworms. We've got a few military folks come through occasionally. But, uh... Again, you don't report to me. We're pretty once you're in, you're pretty much my equal in here, and uh, your direct manager will be Dahlia because she's pretty much second in command. But I think we need to introduce you to the top, and he opens a door for you and closes it behind you. He doesn't come in with me. No, he doesn't come in, and you're left there as this gentleman in like fine suit noble clothes is scribbling at something and he gestures for you to sit down he makes you wait a few minutes as he kind of tidies up a few things what's he writing give me perception disadvantage you're kind of far away and at the wrong angle 18 you actually get the feeling that you're specifically put in a place where you're not supposed to see the top if you sit as he suggested you can't really see what's going on. Is it possible, because I speak, and as you presumably read and write, Hyveluin? That's a heck of a check, but I'll let you roll uh, int and proficiency for Hyveluin. Uh, 17. No, it's, you can't look at the moving of a quill and figure out what's being written. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. And finally, he sets a few things down. He's kind of got these intense, bright blue eyes, black hair with kind of like a lock of gray going through it. It's kind of swept back, longish. Looks you up and down slowly. You are the new one? E presumably, yes. Well, my name is Ricardo Monte de Oca, 24th in the line of succession and cousin to the Empress Victoria, Monte de Oca. And I will be your commanding officer here at Section 7. I think that's where we're stopping. very much for listening in again this was fun this is basically the end of the first brief arc so we'll come back in uh in the next episode with a slight change of scenery 
You can find us on Twitter at Married and D. You can email us Married at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Reddit. I go by a U author DM. We also do another podcast with our friends uh, called Negative Inspiration, where I also play an Enrica bio. I am a bad friend. Thank you for reminding me to plug that. I've been Bryce, your DM. And I'm Preeti, your Harvey. Thank you very much. Hope to have you back again. Goodbye! Goodbye! Actually, you tell me how you trick him. Wings? Like, you know, so I think harpies have a way of moving where they can, like, you know, the wing flutter and, like, you know, a bunch of feathers, like, you know, get ruffled and go about and um, it makes it look, and the, like, you know, trajectory of the wings make it look like I ran outside, whereas I'm still inside the room and I ran the other way. What?